0: Turn to Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to continue. I am. I am. Um, I'm very, very excited. In the spirit, I feel like David after the discovery of the of the angel of the Lord on the top of Mount Moriah, who had been what looked to be the obliteration of the Jerusalem, but turned into be the doorway to God and became an opportunity for David to come into fruition of things he carried for all of his 40 plus years beyond when he then began to build the temple plans and began to set the worship order and began to gather the, the resource for it. I, and Sunday when I was sharing about this in Christ and how you how we come into experientially, actively allowing the victory of Jesus Christ to find expression inside us and out from there went home and I was thinking, Lord, thank you. This is, this is really um, what you're going to do. It's how you're going to cause all the Scripture and the Bible to come to pass. It's how you're going to cause this church to come into unity and maturity because you are the only one that can fully, knowing us from before time began in Christ, activate us to the purpose for which you knew us and predestined us to be conformed into the likeness of Jesus it won't be from the outside it'll be from the inside out and it will be from the awakening each individual member of the body coming alive and not being told what life is except what the Bible says life is and letting God say and express through you you are going to look this way in my expression because you're part of a, my one body but you're a member individually and so let's go And I'm so excited because, like I shared last week, for 13 years I've been learning and living and practicing finding truth that's in the Scripture to be experienced in my life when circumstances will not allow it to be so. And that there's no limitation. God has already done everything. And if he can knew if he knew us before time began, he, he knows the end of things before time is over. So um, I'm just uh, I gotta I gotta need my Bible to reference because I write little things in it. Father, would you help me now? Because I'm so grateful to be here. And where you are, we are. And Jesus, I'm so thankful that you went to made a place for us so that where you are, we are and i'm so grateful that we are a people that are about to just individually collectively come alive in one heart at a time into into inheritance and calling and future so we don't want to i don't want to teach i want to release i want you to manifest i want you to awaken inside of the, these who know you We don't want to keep people in slavery, and we don't want people to be bound by others telling them what they have to be. We want you to release everyone into a nation, a peculiar nation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, where we show forth your praises. Wherever we live, we praise God in the midst of it. Whatever we do, we thank God for it in the midst of it. We live a life of abundance in Christ, no matter what life looks on the outside. We have hope that's beyond any reasonable reason to have, but yet we know that the victor is inside us, that the hope of glory dwells within. Oh, Lord. So in the name of Jesus, we now call forth our spirit man to hear the words of God. We call our heart into readiness to accept the truth in the word and believe. We declare that the mind becomes active now to embrace and process truth that is beyond any possibility in the natural world but is fully now given us in Christ. We say, Jesus, you are Lord, and you are the head of your church, your body. We are your body, the fullness of you, and you fill all in all. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Heal us to manifest the fullness of Jesus' victory in us today now we take off the limitations of the past we take off the restraints we say the traumas and the dramas are not defining our future but Jesus Christ is our future in the fullness so Lord we just say Lord do it do it be alive come alive activate awaken we awaken we awaken We awaken. We awaken. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I was just reminded of this Isaiah I was reading today. We were reading together. And I love the way he gets a hold of everyone. He begins in chapter 51. He starts saying, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, my people. Give me ear. Follow. Listen to me. And then he continues in chapter 51. He says, awake. Awake. Put on strength. Now, when I learned that it's not my strength, it's his strength I'm to put on, then it became not from the inside out pulling up my bootstraps. It's coming, allowing the strength and agreeing with it. Awake. Stand up. Then in chapter 52, awake, awake, put on strength, O Zion. And then, verse chapter 11, he starts, depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. In, I, in Ephesians, we are given the pathway. And this is a pathway that I've uh, probably eight, nine years have lived into so many ways, it's, I, I don't even I barely touch the benefits but I can always be benefit when I touch it so I'd like to, to go together today if we can uh, see I believe that Jesus Christ inside of you knows what he's doing with you I believe the Holy Spirit who is the promise and empowerment to witness Jesus Christ is more than capable of telling each of us individually who we are in Christ in fullness. Inheritance is an interesting word because it's it's all in the Bible, but in this in the New Testament there's no specific boundaries given like it was in the Old Testament for the land. Yet it's it's inside Christ the inheritance is found. So Ephesians one begins with. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints of Ephesus who are in Christ Jesus, the faithful, the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's you and I. Paul would say it like this. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Camarillo and the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Every epistle begins with those words. It's The greeting of the Christian to each other, because it's in God, the peace of from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, we're to live forever and continually in grace and peace. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So to begin a prayer or to begin a communion in truth. See, truth trumps lies. Truth brings freedom. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And so the more we enter into what God the Father has done with Jesus Christ in bringing him forward both in his resurrection but now in his exaltation, we're finding out who we are in Christ. So he is the God and Father. We bless you, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Again, you have to practice, but you can. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every. Not some. Not we see how well you do with a few and see if we'll give you more. They're all there. Everyone. All the spiritual blessings in heavenly places access, love, glory, hope. Everything of the kingdom that's freely demonstrated in heaven and all the blessings that Christ gained for us when he submitted himself to the Father in in death and then believed the Father before death that God the Father would take him out of death. And when he was raised from the dead, that became the hallmark of righteousness. We share his righteousness, the first man that believed that God would raise him from the dead. Abraham believed that Isaac would be raised from the dead. But this was the Isaac believing that God would raise him from the dead. This is the, this is the core of our faith. And every spiritual blessing. Now, I'll just read us through this, and then we'll pray, we'll pray it, and we'll be finished. Uh, just as he chose us in him, Papa, Father, chose me you us in him christ it's all this chapter is full of the in him in christ in whom so in christ he chose us before the foundation of the world so beloved truth destroys lies so whatever you were told about your way you came into the earth or whatever life experiences you've had while on the earth that tell you that you're not chosen, but you're rejected, neglected, and not loved is a lie. Because right there in the scripture, it says, he chose us in him, not after we were born and saw how we did, but before the foundation of the world. Now why 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 did I do this? Because my Christianity quit working on the outside. But I was having I, I started in a revival on the inside, and then I had to try to decide, well, do I stop the revival on the inside to try to fix the outside, or I just ignore the outside and go further on to the inside? Now the inside by the Spirit is a beautiful place. Holy Spirit's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful presence. He's refreshing, he's hopeful, he's fun. He's large, he's loud, he's gloriously free. But he also will treat introduce you to your adversary, the devil, who's none of those things. He's wicked, he's, he's intimidating, he's accusing, he's a traducer. He creates you out of balance. You lose your place so quickly, you don't even know where you are, who you are. And you before you know it, the experience of God being loved, you're now wondering if he hates you. He's masterful. But he can't stand the word. He can't hear the word. He can't refute the word. He can't resist the word. The word of God, the truth written, it is written, shuts him down. So the whole the word had to become a place of refuge. First, and it, it, the refuge of the word isn't to to. Uh, is to submit to the truth of the word Jesus did that the things he went through he had to make a decision Hebrews 5 that what I'm going through is telling me who I am or what God is saying over me tells me who I am I choose to agree with what God's saying over me that's what it means obedience to hear under something you say I'm loved the world says I'm rejected you say, I am, I, am, uh, I am to follow you unto the cross to die. The world says, that would never make sense. My disciples don't want me to die, but I'm going to listen to you. It is written, it is written, it is written. And so the word opens a door for us that is, I don't believe any of it. I know I am, and I'm just scratching. It's like I'm just barely scratching the possibility of union with in Christ with God. So we were chosen. I was chosen before the foundation of the world that I would be holy and without blame. We, you, I, we were chosen. Everyone one who has said yes to the Lord has, has this inheritance, this calling over, without blame, holy and without blame, blameless and holy before Father in love. Now, now, this has to help circumstantially, otherwise you won't keep doing it. But it doesn't help by changing circumstances. Picture you as a deep-sea diver. And there's treasures a mile below the water. And the pressure under there would destroy you if you could even get down there on your own. But if you're in a diver's suit and you're pressurized from within, you are, can be immersed into a very hostile environment and move about freely. Or picture it up an astronaut up into space. You would, be, you would again, not be able to exist, but be inside the right suit. We are all here today because we all have functioning Earth suits. You lose your Earth suit you leave the planet. Is that true? Now, what about the Christ suit? We're to put on Christ. So if I put on Christ and I say, well, "You know what? This is and again, it's it's once you once you taste it, I don't think you'll ever you'll ever go back to cheap food. fast food. I'm in Christ. I was chosen before the foundation of the world, and I'm holy and I'm without blame. I don't know. My, my, my storyline doesn't say I'm holy without blame, but he says I'm holy without blame. So I'm just going to start saying, Thank you, Lord. You made me holy without blame. And I'm before you, Father, in love. You just, I'm inside love. Now, now immediately your, 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 your thoughts are well, I, then it should change stuff. I'm fully convinced it does change everything, but it starts from the inside. Jesus had to have the, an internal union with the Father that allowed the Father to place him on the cross, while the people and the religion that put him there accused him. He trusted God. Let him save him if he delights in him. He saved others. Save yourself. That's the pressure on a believer when we're in agreement with Jesus and he's asking us to walk through something that we would not choose to walk through and have chosen not to walk through, but we can't get out of it. And he says, come on. Prove it. Get free. Take yourself off the cross. So he and we are loved, and I'm loved, and he predestined us predestined us. That means before time began. He, mean he put boundaries, he put our day, birth date, our die date. He put our born-again date. He predestined us into adoption. Adoption isn't grab-up, getting a baby from the womb. In the Roman mindset and in the biblical mindset, adoption was a recognition of a child coming out of uh, uh, adolescence and under tutorship into a full vested member of the family, adopted as sons by or through Jesus Christ to himself. This is father. So I've already now in Christ, blessed with spiritual blessing in heavenly places, I've been chosen before time to be in holiness and without blame to be before father in love. And I was predestined with a boundary already set in motion to adoption as a full-fledged son by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure of his will. Now, you see, your adversary, my adversary, wants me to curse God My adversary wants me to stop trusting that the goodness of God and the wonderfulness of God and His help is here and His Son is sufficient. My adversary wants me to think I've got to do something for God to be able to do something. If I don't do my part, God won't do His part and so I'll be left, and so the eyes back on Steve instead of eyes on Jesus. He did it all. I'm here. You'll make a way. Jesus is the way. You are the truth. The truth is I'm greatly loved. I'm a son. I'm adopted. I'm, uh, and it's your good pleasure. You had a, you had a really, you, you were really satisfied with bringing us into the kingdom. You see, the, the devil's a liar. And he tells you, you're not good enough. You didn't do well. You, you, you don't read your Bible enough. You don't pray. Just, why don't you just quit? Just forget it. It's not going to help. It's never helped. It's never going to help. It's a, it's, it's a, who should be telling you to have to read the Bible anyway? This is a free country. You don't need to read the Bible if you don't want to read the Bible. And all that language, yeah. But the Bible will shut it all down. It'll just start shutting it all down because life comes out of the Scripture. And the Spirit of God comes away, uh, making the Scripture come alive. And the next thing you know, you're having encounters. So I'm not talking about imaginary ideas. I'm talking about truth that is tangible. You, you predestined us. You, you set in motion to, the, to uh, sonship, to the praise of the glory of your grace. To the praise of the glory of his grace. I, I, I just see it. Every one of us, you're gonna, we're going to start. The vision, the capacity of God to operate from a believing heart With a confessing mouth, who's constantly accepting truth over the lie, who's choosing to fellowship in the truth and the Spirit of God rather than to fight the circumstances they're right in the middle of. The possibility of that has never yet been touched. Closest probably we saw was Abraham when he just said, Well, I'll just accept whatever you said is true and you can do it. And I'll just, now he's a father of three major religions. Everybody's vying for who he, who's dad. Just because one man. So don't have, you're not too old, or nor are we too young to become all that God called us to be in the son and experience him in the son. So he goes on and he says, it's the praise of the glory of his grace which he made us accepted in the beloved. He graced us in honor inside the loved one. I love Christianity as a as a as a as a standard of life far beyond anything I'll ever reach. The sermon on the mount is my constitution of the kingdom. And I don't live it at all except when I yield to the Lord and allow him to live in me and ex- let me experience that those truths. And if I do, they start to they start to affect the way I feel and think and and I'm accepted in the beloved. You're accepted in the beloved. So you got divorced. So you failed. So you're bankrupt. So nobody likes you. You're accepted inside the beloved. I'm accepted inside the beloved. My wife might not accept me, but I'm accepted. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm making a point because if this does not override the circumstances, then why would we embrace these truths without demanding circumstantial change? But if I'm told in the scripture that the just will live by faith or out of their faith and we walk by faith and not by sight, I had to learn. I, listen, I, I probably check with the most of you let's just do a simple hand. How many are in circumstances you've been trying to get out of but they don't change? Few? Yeah, you know, one thing, little thing, big thing. I mean, this is usually a sign of God's birth something that's so contradictory to the, to the, to the, the place you're in and yet the, the conflict is to bring us further into Christ and, and disengage from the circumstances of life. So they don't rule us. And they do rule us, right? I mean, I'm the first one to run away, first one to freak out, first one to give up. But I realize that there's no future in that. So I have to return, return. I'm loved. I'm in the beloved. I'm accepted. I'm accepted in the beloved. This glorious trial I'm going through is not who I am. I'm accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. You don't redeem slaves. You redeem sons. All life on this planet, I'm going to be needing the Redeemer to redeem me, to call me back into my intent in identity through blood. The blood is what gave me my forgiveness, the forgiveness of sin, and that's according to the riches of his grace. So this grace that God, my papa, said, I know humanity, we will create a man Man will rebel, and all of humanity will be lost. But we will come and become man. God the Son will become the Son of Man, and the Son of Man will walk in perfect submission as the first Adam didn't. He will be the last Adam. And then upon the sacrifice of himself, the sin will be atoned for. And the judgment will have been judged. And the condemnation will have been exhausted. And the curse would be gone. And then we'll call that one out of the abyss into sonship. You're no longer a living soul. You're a life-giving spirit. A new creation. Never before seen on the earth. And the first is Jesus. And now you are the son of God. Fully the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus had to believe this. We would never have gone to the cross. And if we don't believe this, we'll never go through the trials we're walking through. We'll just fall and... And listen, I've wasted thousands of hours pining away at losses that you don't need to. Because it's not lost. Every loss is rubbish so that I can gain Christ. Once I gain Christ, God can return everything he wants. It's, It's so powerful. Because unless we're freed from the conflicts of this earth life, we will always be subject to the slavery this earth life will put on us and the fearfulness and all this. So he's saying, wow, we have forgiveness of sins. It's in accordance to the riches of his grace. And not only is it this, he made this riches of his grace to abound toward me. Abounding. I haven't even touched on this but i started i look in my concordance abounding toward us in all wisdom and prudence wisdom is sophia the greek word for the largeness of the picture everything inside of grace is abounding to the fullest extent the farthest reaching greatest interpretations and prudence is the active thinking of the mind moving intentionally It's all there. I don't know how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of people gave their life so we could have this book. And yet it's all there. It's all there. All there. This is mine. And so I say, okay, Lord, I want to, I receive it. And we'll do it together in a minute. I receive that I'm in the redemption is through your blood forever. Forgiveness of sins. And that's according to the riches of your grace. And that grace you're making abound toward me in wisdom and prudence, having made known to me. Now, this was a turning point. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. We're always going, what's the will of God for me? What's the will of God for me? Well, here it is. Here's the will of God. This is his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. So the first thing is, the will of God is not my will. It's his will. And it's, his good pleasure, and he purposed it in himself. And the word purpose is like he put it in place as he wanted it to be and land and where it was to end and complete. He purposed in himself. He said that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that's like a big old Greek word, at the fullness of the kairos. And I'm really ready. And the thing is, in the fullness of time, he, Father, might gather together In one, or the literal sum up into one, make us all one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on the earth, in Christ. So I'm like everyone, I'm trying to stop this and start that, change this or resist that. And I started saying, wait a minute, if the, end of the, if, the end, if the mystery of the will, if the purpose of God is that everything is going to be summed up into Christ in one, one, then really the answer of everything is going to return to Jesus. So I just started saying, Lord, and it, I give you all parts of my fragmented life, my emotions, my conflicts, my, and I just say, return. I just sum it up in you. Bring me into you. I bring all of me into all of you. All my circumstances, all my fears, prejudices, ignorances, whatever. I don't know what I, I just bring all of me into all of you. Oh, sum me up. Sum me up. Make me one. Make me bow. See, this is how the unity of the church is going to take off. We're not going to come into an agreement on doctrine or creed. We have the unity of the Spirit, the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's all it's going to require for the fullness of the maturity of the church. The Spirit's already in unity, so that's not a problem. And the unity of the faith there's only one faith, that's the faith of Jesus, that is now our faith, and we're coming into agreement. And the knowledge of the Son of God is the one thing we will all begin to have encounters with. How much of Jesus do you want to touch? Jesus, Jesus, I want to see you where you are Lord over everything in my life, concerning everything in my life. I want to see you as sufficient and whole and having supremacy and a beautiful one. So I'd start doing that, and I'd feel the Lord. I'd, just, you, I'd start to say, well, that which I thought was a problem is really God's pathway to a promise, That which I thought was the loss is really the transference of wealth to gain Christ. That which I failed to do was to learn that I have no righteousness from the law, but all righteousness through Christ. And so the transformation was was as much the resistance of life as the truth of God's word and submission to his word and fellowship with the spirit in the midst of conflicting circumstances. And I thought... Wow, this is crazy. But then it doesn't stop here. He says, in him also, in Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance. Now, beloved, don't look around the earth to find your inheritance in Christ. It may show up in some of your places of influence. It may show up in some of the places of blessing, but it isn't in the tangible earth world the world is passing away. But it's in Christ. Every one of us are being summed up together. So picture this. Say one billion believers come alive in, in the spirit of God and the word of God and begin to be pursuers of the king. And all of a sudden we're coming together and God says, all right, everybody in, everybody in, everybody in. Well, if, if it was, we would be, did you just randomly throw us into a room like a big warehouse? Oh, I'll figure out what I'm going to do with you after. I just want to get you in the house. No, no, no. He knows exactly who you are, where you are, what you're going to do, what you're going to have purpose in, where you're going to fulfill, what you're going to... He knows the whole thing. How can He not? If I was saved from the foundation of the world in the Lamb who was slain from the foundation what if I was known before time began, if God... The, if, how could He not? So imagine with me, all of a sudden... We're not going around and say, "Play, pray for me, pray for me. I need some help. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. I need to know where I'm going. Help me. I, I, I'm mixed up. I don't know if I should believe this or that." All of a sudden, Scripture starting to create a place that I'm living in. the Christ, Christ is the sufficiency. He's a. He's a, uh, God only knows me in Jesus Christ. I don't want him to know me outside of Jesus Christ. So all of a sudden we're saying, "Whoa." Well, And now the scripture starts to speak into us promises. Promises set us on a pilgrimage. Pilgrimages make us strangers on the earth. Makes us seekers of something we cannot see and God therefore becomes not ashamed to be our father. And the distractions are anything that wants to take us away from that seeking of him. It can be a distraction at best or deception or death depending on how we fight for it. There's idols. So all of a sudden we go, oh, You're just bringing it all together in the counsel of your will. You have given us an inheritance. And I have to, so I I think I should, I want to make sure everything is in place, and I don't want anything to get out of place, and I want everybody to be in their place. And yet, you're saying you have an inheritance that gave us in Christ that was predestined, again, that's before time began, According to the purpose of you, that's you, Father, what did you want to do for me? What kind of inheritance do you want to give me? That you work all things according to the counsel of your will. You didn't call me up and say, Steve, who do you want to be in the body of Christ? You knew me before I was saved who I would be in my salvation and the inheritance I was going to have in Christ. So I started thinking, well, why am I worrying about so much? I'm loved. I have identity. I'm accepted in the beloved I have ability to fellowship with Father inside of love, agape, move out all fear. I have been, I'm being summed up. Life's story is going to come into his glory and the glory that I may be in is going to yield to the glory that he has given to me in Christ. And then it says in verse 12 that we who first trusted Christ should be to the praise of his glory and that blew me away first trusted it's to trust without it's to trust on the word of someone versus any proof of what's being said it's just i respond. yes i agree i accept that that's 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 i am that in christ i am loved in christ i am healed in christ i am delivered in christ I have a future in Christ. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm loved. I, I tell him my grandson, whatever you need, ask the Father in Jesus' name, because in Jesus, whatever you need is there. I am in this place of victory. I am loved, therefore, I'm not afraid. And th- when we do this, we're, we're, we're living in a kingdom. We, we want the kingdom of God, where we have to live under the, the, the dynamic of the kingdom, which is the King, Christ who accepted the father's word in him and submitted to the father's word in what he was called to do and now he has been elevated to the right hand of God the father anointed as savior, high priest and now I'm submitting to him and whatever the father says of him I am in him, I have inheritance in him so I'm learning to say okay, here we are and I'm not, you know I used to pray close my eyes and open them up see if anything happened I don't even bother closing my eyes and if I do close I don't open them to see. I, 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 it's inside to the praise of his glory who first trusted. Every time any one of us and all of us in this room and everyone online we're doing it every day. We're saying I'm trusting what God said. I'm trusting the word that happened. I'm trusting the promise I began a pilgrimage because of I'm trusting in Christ. And the Papa's saying oh man is that bring praise to my glory. That's, that's that faith. That's, that, that's to the praise of my glory that I can extrapolate out of a, 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 a population of slaves and, and fearful, lust-filled people who have no capacity to think outside of humanity. But now I've called them up into faith in my son, into resurrection, into his promises. And they're saying, yes, I receive. Yes, I accept it. Yes, I will accept it. Watch the Father. If you want to find the favor of God, take what you're going through that you want out of and turn it around and say to God, I am so glad that you're finding me where I am that I don't want to get out of and don't take me out of here until you found me fully. Know me, know me. And you will feel you won't be a victim anymore. You'll be victorious. Because victory is from within, not outside. And all of a sudden, he's just going. So he said, to the praise of my glory. That's to the praise of my glory. They're trusting. They're trusting in Christ. In him we also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the word of truth becomes salvation. Truth brings freedom. Truth brings me to Jesus. Truth makes me free because the Son will make me free. And when I heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom having believed, in him, in whom, in Christ, I believe, I was sealed. And, you, and beloved, it's, he's present today, and you can feel his seal if you want, if you'd listen, feel around. He, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit seals the promises in the faith of the believers, and he seals the believer in the Christ that they believe in, and he's there going, that's right, you're in. I'm your love. You are healed. You are delivered. And if you can, what I'm learning, and I'm just learning, if I can just live there, I don't look to change it. I just live there. But the longer I live there, the more it starts changing. gets into my soul. My soul knows where to return to get find rest. Touches my body. My body begins to respond to the truth of the resurrection and the power of resurrection. It gets into atmospheres that I have. I'm walking in that begins to expand beyond the immediacy of where I'm at. Let your peace come upon it. It just grows. It grows. It grows. It grows. And he says that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Can you feel the Holy Spirit? He wants you want to every day. Holy Spirit, you hear? Hmm. am I'm, I'm totally guaranteed of everything. Outcomes fully already set in motion from time before in Christ. How do you know the, where the Holy Spirit is? Well, find righteousness, peace, and joy. It's all right. I'm safe and I can cheer up. I'm in the middle of a moment. I don't know what's happening. Everything's scattering. Get away. Save yourself. Do something. Control somebody. Thank you that you're in. I trust you. I'm not going to be lost. Love loves me. Fear leaves me. Joy is here. Peace is here. And you settle back in, right? You settle back in. You settle back in. You settle back in. And it begins to create a dynamic. Inheritance, the redemption of the purchased possession is the guarantee of the... Till God fully acquires us, the Holy Spirit's the guarantee we will fully be acquired. Fully acquired. Now, let's do this and we'll close. This is too much for the brain to acquire. Although the mind needs to be active to ponder. Because if you don't use your brain to think spiritually you'll always go into doubt and unbelief and think naturally when it, we could think beyond it. See, matter does not matter to Christ. Uh, so here's what I did. Can we, If we stand up together, kind of change the posture of receiving. Can we just... I'm going to just lead us through this. This is in you. It's not... It's not coming to you, it's in you. If you're in Christ, this is in you. So beginning in chapter, verse 3. We just want to use our mouth and with our heart believe. With our heart believe and with our mouth we speak. And make it our declaration of truth. And we'll, we'll just say it and then we'll pause and you can, you can accept it. So let's say verse 3 together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, now in Christ. Now let your imagination, what would that feel like? How would that look? What does every spiritual blessing mean? I don't know, but I accept it. I accept this this glorious spiritual blessings, every one of them in Christ. What do I need? Health, or wealth, or hope, or joy. Acceptance. I receive. I receive. Now then, verse four. Just at, uh, together. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Stand there, inside the love of God in Christ Jesus. Inside, holy and without blame. We're not looked upon by what we've done or what we didn't do. We're looked upon with who we're in, loved, holy, Just as he chose us, no, having predestined us to adoption as sons. Verse five, let's say it together. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Sonship, sonship, we are sons fully adopted fully vested fully vetted we are blessed to the praise of the glory verse 6 together to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved just just say I'm accepted in the beloved I'm accepted I am favored in the graced loved one. I receive. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We We are forgiven. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. We are redeemed through his blood which he made, verse 8 together, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Oh, oh God, I want to know all of the grace, this abundance of grace that's awakened in the wisdom and prudence of God, the wisdom and prudence that's inside this grace, full spectrum. Having made known, verse 9, Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Go ahead, let go of them and let him gather you. I, we're being gathered together into one. And all fragmentations of my li- life, my story, are being gathered into one line, one story in Christ. I'm not being consumed or absorbed. I'm being brought in sonship and inheritance. Verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. To say, uh, we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance in Christ. We have an inheritance that we, verse 12 who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. In Him we also trusted after we heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also, having believed, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Holy Spirit, seal us, make us Make us know again. Righteousness, peace, and joy. You're present. We're a part of you. As you have us we're safe. Who is you are the guarantee of our inheritance until the purchased possession, redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of your glory. Now feel the Lord pulling you into his embrace. Feel the Lord a af- af- that we are in Christ and all of His glory and victory. Feel the Lord pulling you out of the comp- complexities of, of conflicted emotions and thoughts that are contrary to the victory of Jesus Christ. Feel the Lord bring health, rise up in our body through the Holy Spirit feel the Lord and sense that the Lord is indeed capable of bringing forward whatever is required to do whatever he's doing in our life. Restoring, healing, delivering. Wow. Praise you, Jesus. Go ahead. We just worship you, Jesus. We praise you. Just praise him for a moment. I love this, sitting. Jesus name I ask that your spirit who is so present upon us sealing us would lead us in the living word of God to experience the truth of Christ independent of circumstance not framing the world by what we see but being framed by the words we read may we encounter you may the things that have been given us be activated within us May joy find no bounds. May hope know no limits. May love be an expansive sea which we cannot reach the other shore. May your goodness and mercy overwhelm us. May your kindness be constantly after us. We receive, we receive, we receive. This place given us in Christ, grow it, touch us with it until the abundant life is so overwhelming us that our soul life can yield in any place required. Let it be as we go out in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.